Hey everyone, this is Isaac Maddox, and I'm the pastor of Activate Church, and this is our podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you, builds your faith, and I hope you enjoy the message. Yeah. Moving people through the season, and yet we're here. You don't need to check the website. Every Sunday, we're here, and we're lifting up the name. Come get filled up. Amen. And uh, church is going on. It's Mission Sunday. I'm so excited to introduce... Um, my good friends, Randy and Lucina Mishler and the tribe, the tribe is here. And, um, man, me and Randy go back 55 years, if you can believe it. And, uh, I'm 43, but we were hanging out in heaven for a few years beforehand, getting ready. Eight, uh, 25 years, actually, 25 years. I met Randy, uh, when I was 19 at Portland Bible College and, uh, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Uh, it's just crazy to think about 25 years. But um, I came to Portland Bible College, and uh, Randy was uh, in, in full, full ministry there with young adults. And so we were at Bible College, and uh, he got me into to ministry and young adult ministry. And we ended up going to missions conferences together and um, praying for the nations. And the nations were always on my heart, and the nations were always on his heart. So we'd always get together and talk about missions. And once you get going on missions, you really get like full on into missions and uh, this, this, the plan of God for the nations of the world. And uh, I was in their wedding, which is crazy. Lucina's from Ecuador. And uh, man, the, Randy was in our wedding. Randy was in our wedding. That's right. We're coming up on 19 years, which is crazy. But Randy, I mean, these guys are like old school pastors. And old school pastoring, like, had nothing to do with, like, the, the platform, even though that was a part of it, or Instagram or your ministry. It was about, like, meeting with people every day and pastoring them and having coffees and being there. I mean, Randy is, like, if I think of a pastor, the definition of a father, a pastor, uh, it's Randy. Uh, Randy uh, is got, he's got the full pack. I mean, he, he, he again, he, he travels, he speaks, he, he teaches, he has a heart for all of that. But this man is a pastor, and he oozes with authenticity, which is disgusting to even say that that's a trait that a pastor has to have. Now, it was like, he's so authentic, you know. But, I mean, it's just, it, it doesn't do Randy justice to even say that because he's just, he's just, he's just a man of God. He just loves this stuff. This is, this is his heart. Um, they have a ministry in Mexico. They're not from Mexico. Lucina's from Ecuador. Uh, Randy's from the States. Uh, but they are living in Mexico as missionaries, preaching the gospel. And we just are, are connected. They're on our app. Um, they're, they're part of this house. We love them. We want to bless them. Uh, but today, man, he's just going to preach. He's going to let us know what they're doing. And we're going to have an incredible Sunday hearing about what God's doing through their lives. Can we stand to our feet and welcome the man of God to the platform? Thank you. Wow, it is such a blessing to be here, you guys. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Uh, I want to introduce my lovely wife, Luisina, my family. You guys, can you stand up and turn around? I'm going to show you a few pictures uh, in a little bit, but uh, we are so, so honored to be here. It's such a blessing. And uh, we, uh, like Isaac was saying, we go way back. And not just with Isaac, but with others uh, here at, at this church. And we're just grateful. It's just such a blessing to be here. So thank you, thank you. 
for uh, allowing us to come and to share Missions Sunday. Come on. Can, every, can you say this with me? Say, La Misión de Dios. What, does anybody know what that means? La Misión de Dios. Say it again. La Misión. I think we got a little slide up there. If you could. La Misión de Dios. Does anybody know what that means? Yeah. So it's, it literally, it's the mission of God. Uh, it's God's mission. And, and, and what is my part in it, okay? And so we're going to talk a little bit this morning about what we're doing, and we're going to show you some pictures, and we're just blessed to be able to share with you because you guys are a part of what we're doing. We're all kind of in this together. But I'm going to tell you that's really on our heart is not just to do a show and tell today. We want, you to, we want God to speak to you and show him your part in God's mission. And I know a lot of times we talk about missions, plural, and that's the way we just, just describe it because it's missions. It's like, yeah, well, we went to Romania missions and Mexico missions. And, but really, if you look at the whole Bible as one great story of God's glory. It's one mission. God has one mission, and you have a part in that mission. Can I hear an amen? So that's our heart today, is that you would not only celebrate with us some of the cool things that God is doing, but you would, you would literally walk away here with the conviction of saying, man, I have a part in God's mission. And that's pretty awesome. Amen? So I want, to, uh, I want you to say it with me, la misión de Dios. I'm telling you, tell the person next to you, uh, don't spray any, anything, but just say, uh, God has one mission, and you have a part in it, okay? All right. So, uh, so just real quick, uh, Isaac's already told you, I grew up, uh, I, I actually grew up in Mexico. I'm a missionary's kid, third generation missionaries to Mexico, and uh, uh, never wanted to be a missionary uh, growing up, but God, uh, you know, changed my heart and did some things, and, and that's about when I met uh, Isaac, because I had come back, uh, went to uh, Bible college later in life in my late 20s, and that's when I met Alex, uh, Isaac, and uh, I, uh, God began to uh, really stir my heart for uh, his mission, to, to be a missionary, to go to, to Mexico, which is something I never really wanted to do. Which so it was kind of weird, and uh, and but I have to tell you this because, and I was just thinking about it during the worship, and even when before you got up there and started praying about the nations, I just God reminded me of when, because uh, this guy uh, is I don't know if if you really know it, but he's kind of a freak of nature when it comes to prayer, and um, and uh, and and just. Uh, praying for the nation. So when we met, when I met this 19-year-old guy who was fresh out of YWAM, praying for the nations, it was it was uh, it, it was very impactful for my life too. And you had an impact on that season of my life as God prepared us for the nation. So it's so cool. 25 years later, here we are. Activate Church Mission Sunday, and we're all here together. Amen. I'm so excited. I am so excited. And I'm mostly excited about what God is, is going to speak to you today, all right? I know it. I know he is. I'm going to pray, and, and, uh, and I just want you to just close your eyes right now and just say, Holy Spirit, I know you have a mission, and I know I have a part in it. 
I'm asking that you would speak to me today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Man, I tell you, it was so, uh, so great to be in the presence of God with you this morning and just worshiping. Man, I just didn't want it to end. I'm like, I, did, I don't even want to preach right now. I just want to keep going with this. But, wow, so good. Uh, I told you that I grew up in, in Mexico, missionary kid, and um, I, uh, my, my parents, actually, my grandparents went down to Baja, Mexico, then my parents in the 50s. Uh, I have a, an older brother whom I, I never met. He was born before, uh, you know, in the 50s, before I was born. Uh, who was buried in there. He was 18 months old when he died. And so we have, like, it's, it's, uh, it's more than just a, a place or a calling or I'm going to be a missionary. But, like, for us, it's like a big deal. Like, our, our blood is there, our sweat. And, and, and so, uh, it's, it's so it's so amazing when we look at it and we look at that place, and I don't just see it as a mission field. I see it as God just doing something big, God having something. And, and even throughout the years and just seeing what he's done and just knowing uh, th- there's going to be a culmination of something amazing, and we get to be a part of it. Amen? So uh, I just want to tell you really quick, uh, I'll, if we can go through the, the pictures, I just have a few few pics, uh, kind of a show and tell, kind of what we do. This is actually uh, uh, this, these, this couple on the left. This is actually an island in the state of Michoacan uh, in, central, in mainland Mexico. And, and this island is, there's this little, uh, there's this tribe of people all around that, that lake, actually. Uh, they're the Purepecha people. It's a people group with their own language. These guys speak Spanish. The older ones speak kind of a broken Spanish. But they are a tribe. They are a, a nation. The Bible would call them a nation. They are uh, one of the families that God was talking about when God said, when, when God made a promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, and he said, Abraham, I'm going to bless, he, he just picked a guy, he picked Abraham, and he said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make you great, I'm going to make your name great, and I'm going to make you a blessing. I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make you a blessing, and because of that blessing, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. All the nations of the earth, all the groups, they're going to be blessed because of that blessing. And so the, here's the really cool thing. And I'm telling you this, uh, I'm, I guess I'm kind of preaching through uh, pictures, but that's okay. Because I want, I want you to get this in your mind, okay? When God makes a covenant, when God makes a promise, he is going to fulfill it. And so when we look at the Bible as one story all the way from Genesis to Revelation, as the whole story of God's glory and, and a story about him and the nations, then we can, we can read it and be like, oh, wow, there's, the, there's Pastor Macario and Francisca uh, in, right there in Genesis chapter 12. You know, there's, they're blood, they're, they're, they're going to... They're going to be there in, in Revelation at the banquet. That's how it all culminates, every tribe and every tongue and every nation. Amen? And so when we look at the Bible as this whole story of God's glory, and, and that we're able to see, wow, it's not just about Israel, and it's not just about uh, uh, the Jews, because I grew up that way. I just thought, 
uh, I just, I kind of thought that um, even I grew up in a great Bible-believing church, I always thought that uh, mission started in Matthew 28, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And before that, it was just kill everybody else, and then, but now, you know, the gospel, the good news, now it's for everybody. But you know what? That's, that's not true. And it's so amazing to see that when you see the whole body, it's always been his plan. It has always been his purpose. And here's the really cool thing. Paul says that all of us who are of the faith are children of Abraham. That means that we are blessed to be a blessing. That means that God's going to fulfill his covenant, his promise through us. Amen? So uh, this is a fulfillment of that promise, right? You go, go to these guys and this whole family, this whole tribe of people saved. This man right here, Makario, was, uh, was one of the first people to be saved on his island. They're very uh, Catholic, uh, kind of a, a mixed uh, syncretism, Catholicism, and their uh, tribal religion. And uh, so he got a lot of flack from people uh, in his tribe. They cut... Uh, uh, they wouldn't let his kids go to school. They cut off the electricity. They had just gotten electricity to the island. They cut, like major persecution, and it finally culminated in two two guys coming down with a shotgun to his house, taking him down to the edge of the lake, and saying, "The leaders uh, have brought me here to brought us here to tell you that if you don't uh, renounce uh, this religion and come back." to the church, we're going to kill you. And uh, Macario, who uh, is, this picture was taken about six months before he passed away. Uh, Macario was, he's with the, Jesus now. But this, what I, the story I'm telling you happened 10 years ago. Uh, sorry, 10 years before that picture. So yeah, like 12 years ago. They come up, point blank, shotgun, saying, if you don't turn away and, and come back to uh, the, the church, the Catholic church, and do your duties, uh, we're going to kill you. And Macario told me, he says, I was afraid, but these words came out of my mouth. He says, you can't kill me if God doesn't want me dead. And they pulled the trigger, and it went boom, but nothing happened. They pulled the trigger, I mean, point blank, they pulled the trigger, and, and he just started laughing, kind of a ner nervous laugh, I guess, joyful, and not like in your face, but he was just like, wow, this is amazing. And, and they all, he says they both just turned pale and, and ran away. <clears throat> Later, he was able to, yeah, come on, thank you, Jesus. So when I see people like this and we get an opportunity to minister to people like that, I see God fulfilling his promise. I see God, a God of covenant saying, you know what, I'm going to use you and your family with all your flaws and all your stuff because I'm, I'm really serious about doing what I said I'm going to do. Amen? So... Anyway, that's good. Let's, let's look at a couple more pictures. This is just uh, us uh, doing like some kids ministry uh, and uh, Louie and the kids doing, uh, doing different ones. The next one here, 
uh, is, uh, is uh, acting out. We're acting out Bible stories with, with kids. I think the next one is the same thing. Nico, Sophie, and Louie. There's, uh, there's my daughter, Sophie. We're making pancakes for the kids. I just want to let you know that uh, I know I might have said this before. She's 18 now, and uh, she's, she looks really pretty and stuff, but she's got a lot of issues. So I'm just, I'm just letting you know. She's got a lot of issues, and uh, we're still working. God's not through with her. I believe that. I just want to warn any would-be suitors that... You know, and since she still has got that lip fungus, the doctors ain't identified. So just, but you know what? God is good, and, you know, she's, she's going to make it. Amen? Um, I'm telling you, to have my kids be involved with this and, and, and worship, and look at the next one. I don't know if, uh, oh, well, this is, a, this is a, a, in Ecuador. I'll get to that in a second. But to have them being involved. And uh, Sophie's playing keys now and, and singing and all the kids. Like, it's just, it's just so amazing. It's like a dream come true. And I'm just so thankful for my family, for my wife, and uh, just that God gave us a part in, in his mission, you know. Uh, this is a cool story. This was uh, literally the last day before full-on martial law lockdown in Ecuador, okay. So we're down in Ecuador we're doing this missions course. We just finished it. We took this picture, and uh, we, uh, right after this picture, uh, two of these guys uh, that are in, this is Louis' dad over here. He was the pastor. Her, uh, Louis' brother's the pastor now. But Louis' dad, uh, Wilson, he um, actually is discipling this group of young guys, uh, part of this group there. And two of them, after this, after this missions course, said, you know what? We we gotta we gotta do this. We gotta put this into practice. We can't just talk about it. We can't just you know Isaac was saying that sometimes you get God touches your heart for missions and you kind of start getting stepping on people's toes, right? And so they went out and they're like, no, we gotta do it. So they left this course and uh, they went to this family's house that they've been praying for, and they said we want to share with you. And they've been already been praying for them. They've already been well, all four of the family, mom, dad, two kids, accepted the Lord right there. So, which is really cool, right? I mean, it's not something we're thinking we're doing a missions course and talking about, like, hey, wait, we were, we were talking about the nations. You're, uh, yeah, oh, you can do it here. Okay, good. All right. And then, uh, then they left there, and they went to go back home. So they got on the metro, with the, like, the, 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 like the bus system, and they went to go there. And a guy comes up with a knife and tries to mug them. And so the kid, I think it was this guy right here, I think it was him, but anyway, uh, he said, uh, they basically said, listen, we can't give you our stuff, but we want you to know that Jesus loves you. And he's like, I know Jesus loves me, give me your stuff. <laughs> and he's like, they're like, no, you don't understand, you, you think you came here to rob us, but God brought you here so we could talk to you, because Jesus loves you. And so that guy ends up getting led to the Lord, gets saved, right? So isn't that cool? I just, I just love how God works. God works in mysterious ways, and, uh, and sometimes we can't even fathom. We don't even, we can't even, you don't, you can't make that stuff up, right? God has so many cool stuff that he can make up, 
And it's so much better than the stuff we can come up with. Am I right? All right, so this next one is, oh, uh, well, so this is COVID. You can just keep rolling through these. You know, okay, so, oh, Zoom, yeah, okay, we're doing Zoom. So Zoom missions courses. This right here has just became kind of a thing for us because when, it, when you guys all started doing Zoom services, we started like, all right, well, we got to figure this out. And so pretty soon, and we don't pastor a church. We help with a lot of different churches. And so uh, a lot of different churches started asking for our help. And so we started doing uh, services every Sunday and sometimes multiple ones and recording. So that was cool. And then uh, so lastly, I want to show you this picture of us <clears throat> in an in a empty airplane. And so here's the story. Uh, and I just want to say this to kind of move into what we're going to talk about, okay? So when we were in Ecuador, we kind of got stuck down there. They got, they, they locked everything down. They gave, even their citizens, they only gave them uh, 72 hours to get back into the country. They shut the airports down completely. <clears throat> so we're there. We're, uh, we were going to be there another two weeks anyway, but now our flights are canceled. Like, they're canceled, and we're thinking, how are we going to get out? So it's a long story. God uh, miraculously uh, provided a, a way, a humanitarian flight. We got out to, got to Miami, and then we made our way back to, to Mexico. But uh, on our way back to Mexico from Miami to Dallas, and then this is, here, this is in Dallas uh, on our flight to Mexico. And uh, you can see we are the only ones on the plane. Can I get that water? Can you open it? Um, we're the only ones on the plane. And so the, the pilot comes back. We were still on the, on the ground. The pilot comes back, and he's like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah. He's like, why are you guys going that way? Because <laughs> everybody, everybody that looks like you, everybody's going to, they're coming to the States. Why are you leaving the States? And what? I said, well, we're missionaries in Mexico, and that's, that's home. We're going home. We've been in Ecuador and da-da-da. And he's like, he goes, that explains it. He goes, I wondered what, what was the reason that God had us taking one family down to Mexico. He goes, now I know. And when every time these guys grabbed the microphone, whether it was the flight attendant or the pilot, it was like, Good morning, Mr. Mishler family. Thank you for flying American Airlines. Good morning, Mishler family. We're leveling off at 30,000 feet. Feel free to take your... And you know what? It was like the icing on the cake to... Uh, it was just like God saying, you know, I... Do you know how much that cost to run that flight? I mean, gee... And it was just like God saying, you don't... If, if I want to get you where you need to go, I, I can do it however I want, whenever I want. It doesn't matter. Like I, and we will never forget that. My kids will never forget that. Look at our faces. We're like, that, it doesn't even look like we're in 2020 right there. <laughs> and so that's what I want to, that's kind of something that I want to drop into your heart today. And I want to read this verse in, uh, in Ephesians 2.10, and it's, it's, a, it's a very 
well-known verse, okay? I know you probably all have heard of it, okay? So what I'm asking is that you let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now and, and, and almost show it to you like you've never seen it before and so that you can really just get a hold of it and say, what does this really mean for me? Like, what do you, I know you wrote this through Paul to the Ephesian church, but God, what do you want me to know about this? Holy Spirit, what do you want to tell me about this? So if we can put that slide up, uh, Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay? The new, I love the New Living Translation says, For we are God's masterpiece, and he has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Okay? So there's a couple of things that I would love just to pull out of here. But I promise you, if you go home and you spend a few days, a few weeks, and, and, and just, uh, just absorbing Ephesians chapter 2 and then letting God, God's going to speak so much more to you. But in, the, in a few minutes, I just want to share a couple of things about this verse. And I think that uh, it's so important even as I look at you, a, a, a member, a, a person in this church, and the call of God on this church, the call of God uh, on this church to touch nations, the call of God on this church to pray, to be an intercessory church that is going to cry out for the nations that, is in the, that has been in your pastors for many years. I think it's so important. So it says, we are his workmanship. Uh, it, it's, it just means it's a special creation. We're, 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 uh, we're specially created, okay? And, and uh, listen, this is a, I'm giving you a third grade uh, Sunday school lesson, all right? But I, I, I like to keep it simple. Is that all right? So here's the problem. As simple as it is, there's people in this room who don't believe that. And so I just want you to, I want to tell you right now that you are specially created by God for a purpose. And God, is, uh, uh, God has gifted you and called you and made you as a masterpiece. And the enemy is going to do his best to try and distract you from that, to try to make you not believe it, to try and, and get your eyes off of him. But I'm telling you, it's true. And this is where we got to, when we start reading the Bible, uh, there's times we just got to lose our believer label and just believe it. Because just because I'm a believer uh, doesn't mean I, I'm going to believe everything I read. And, and we, you got to believe this. You have to believe when it says that you are his workmanship. You're a special cre creation and you're created in Christ Jesus for good works. And we know because of this passage, we know that we're saved by faith, by grace through faith, and not because of works. We know that. Uh, but here he says, even though you're not saved by works, you're saved for them, for good works, okay? So, so uh, I don't know about you, but when I read this, this is what I surmise. This is pretty deep. I want you to get, see if you can get a hold of this. I surmise that God made us specially to do good works. That's pretty deep, right? God made us in a specific way 
a special masterpiece to do his work. And you know what? You want to know the really cool part? Here's, this is really cool. This is going to blow you away. You don't even have to come up with the good works. Like, there, he already came up with those too. He made them already. He, you just, it just, he already prepared for, the, prepared them in advance. And we just have to walk in them. When God started speaking this to me, I, I, I started thinking, I'm like, man, I, I worry sometimes about how many good works that he prepared for me that I might have walked by without even thinking about it, right? Like how many times do, am I just so focused on my day and this or that or ministry or what? When, and God has he put an urging in my heart, call this person, send him a text. Uh, bless this person, pray for this person, you know, do help this person in something. Like, how many times? And I just thought, God, I, I, I'm sorry. I know that you've prepared good works for me, and I've just, I've just been walked right by him. And he wants us to walk in them. He wants us to walk in them. That means that we need to be ready. So, if, you, if you're with me and you really believe what it says, that God has created you in Christ Jesus and you're a special creation, if you really believe that, then that means every day when I wake up, I can expect that he's got some good work for me to do. Come on, are we blessed to be a blessing or are we blessed to be a blessing? Right, we're not, we're not, we're not spreaders of, of COVID, we're spreaders of the blessing of God, come on. We're, we're supposed to spread good news. We're supposed to take the blessing and give away that blessing. Amen? And so that's what I want to encourage you with today. And some of you, I believe, are struggling in here. I think you're struggling in a place in life where you're so consumed with life and work. And the enemy even is, is uh, brought a judgment against you about your past or certain things. And it's really hard for you to look at this and to really believe it. And I'm here to tell you that it's true. It's true. You are his workmanship. You're his masterpiece created for good works in Christ Jesus. God, would you help us to see those things? Would you help us to look and see those good works in Jesus' name? Wow. I want to read, uh, this one's not on the screen. I want to read uh, Titus 2.13. It says, while we wait for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purity and to purify for himself. You ready? Remember, he gave himself for us to redeem us and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. And I want to be zealous for good works. I want to be expecting and wait. I want to roll out of bed and say, God, all right, I know I got to do this today, and this is on my, uh, you know, on my planner, whatever. But God, I want to, I want to be zealous for good works today. I want to get all that done, but I want to, I, I want to find the good things that you have in the middle of all that. And you know what? I want to suggest to you very simply: that's what missions is. That's what wherever you are, wherever God has called you, whether you are uh, called to go uh, live in another nation or not. We are all called. We are all God's creation, special creation. 
And we have, a, we have a mission every day. We have a part in God's mission every day. Can I hear an amen? I just pray the Holy Spirit would, would speak to you. I want to, uh, uh, one of the things I remember I, uh, Isaac and I did in, uh, man, I want to say 98 maybe, we went to uh, Waco, Texas, uh, a missions conference called World Mandate, right? And uh, we went down there because we were like just, you know, super excited about missions. And we just wanted to keep getting all we could get, right? So we went to this conference, and I remember hearing about the Moravians. I don't know if any of you have heard about the Moravians. Uh, amazing uh, group of people, and uh, kind of came out of the Reformation. But uh, specifically in the 1800s, the Moravians were famous for two things. Number one, their prayer. They would pray for, they had this zeal for God to do what he said he would do. They had a zeal to see God bless uh, every tribe and every tongue and every nation. They had a zeal. They, so they would pray. They had, they had uh, it was over 100 years, a 24-hour prayer, the unbroken prayer chain. Uh, they were amazing. They were famous for prayer that God would send laborers, but they were also famous for, well, uh, we can't just pray about it. We're going to go. So they were the famous one-way missionaries where they would buy a one-way ticket to wherever they were going. And they would literally pack their belongings in a casket, in a wooden casket, because their, their expectation was, I will go and I'm not coming back. They will bury me in this. And uh, I don't want to them to have the burden of making a casket for me. So I'm packing my belongings, and I'm, uh, this is a one-way one -way ticket. And one of those in particular, uh, his name was A.W. Milne. And uh, he went to the uh, island in the South Pacific called New Herbie Days. And uh, the, the interesting thing was, is that 20-some missionaries that went before him, to this place, they killed them all. And so uh, A.W. Milne, it's not like he was crazy. I mean, maybe a little bit, but he, he just like, well, God promised. I mean, they have to be, they have to be at the banquet. I mean, he, he can't, they, it's not my deal, it's God's deal. So, I mean, imagine going to a place, I have a hard enough time we live in a pretty safe area in Mexico, and, um, and there's a few places that I go that uh, I wouldn't really love to take my family, and, and when we go, we always have the Bible on our dashboard, because they say the cartel will leave you alone if you have your Bible on your dashboard, so, you know, we just put a couple up there, but, <laughs> but I can't imagine, I can't imagine going to a place like that, where 20 people before you they didn't just get sick with malaria, they killed him. And he went. Belongings in his basket. When he died, 35 years later, at that island, the, the uh, chief, they wrote, they wrote this epitaph on his tombstone. When he came, there was no light. When he left, there was no darkness. I mean, 
I don't think, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. The world is crazy. God might call us to that kind of a scenario. He might. But what I do know is this. You and I have an opportunity every day to bring light into people's life. Like, we need it so bad right now. It's crazy out there. It's so crazy, man. They need to see the love of Jesus. They need to see uh, people who have a hope and a purpose. And we're not getting hung up on little stuff. We're just focusing on Jesus and the gospel. They need to see the love of Christ. Jesus said, listen, he says, you're, you're a city on a hill. So you got to let your light shine before men so they can see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. They're going to see it. Can I get the band to come up? And we're just going to, we're going to close in prayer. And uh, I'd just like to maybe uh, take a moment. And I want us to, uh, I want us to spend some time praying. I want to spend uh, a couple minutes in prayer. So, or, or I don't know, Louie or somebody can be on the keys. I don't know, are they, oh, okay. So, um, I just think it'd be great to respond because I, I don't want to uh, let this moment go by without uh, God just, Holy Spirit just doing something. Right where you're at, right there, I, I just believe that he really wants, uh, he really wants to do this. And I also believe too, and I was feeling so strongly during, uh, during worship, uh, I was just thinking, man, there's, there's something here. There's something here in this local church. We all, all local churches and congregations have uh, certain anointings and expressions, you know. But I'm telling you, there's something here that uh, is special about prayer and about the nations. I know, and I know some of you in this room who go and, and do mission work and, and amazing things. There's something here. and and But, but what I want you to... Uh, get a hold of today is not just that it's it's about the ones that go overseas it's about that God's mission is right here and right now can you stand to your feet and let's close in prayer I, I just want you to lift your lift your hands and I just want you to say Holy Spirit I need your help right now we need you Holy Spirit God we need you we need you. I need you to help me believe this. I've struggled with this. I've missed, I think, some good works that you prepared. And Lord, I don't want to miss them anymore. I want to be a part of your mission. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to let my light shine so people can see it and they would just glorify you. God, I want that so bad. Just take 30 seconds right now in your own words and just ask him. I'm telling you, he's here. He's going to respond to you as you respond to him. Just tell him in your own words right now. to speak to us right now. 
and I know you're doing it. God, I want to speak a special blessing over this house right now. Lord, with a, with a little bit of the blessing that you have given me, God, I want to share that blessing. And I want them to see them share the blessing that you have given them. God, I pray, Lord, that this uh, there would be just a renewed vision uh, in this house to pray like never before, to ask to the, for the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the field. Lord, we know of the thousands of unreached peoples that don't have access to the gospel. And Lord, I pray that this would be a place, this would be a house that would cry out to you for uh, laborers to go to those places. God, that this would be a house, Lord, that would be exemplary and would lead the way in this, Lord. I know it's their heritage and it's their destiny. And we speak that right now. And I speak to every person here, Lord, that you would help them to believe it and to realize that they are your special creation called for good works. God, we believe it. We believe it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, can we give Jesus a big shout right now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Missions is, again, it's one of those things that comes across a little radical. People going on a mission trip, packing up a casket with their full belongings. So it's like, whoo, it's a little intense. Um, but what happens when you get around missions is, is first of all, when you, when you leave your bubble and you go to a, a, another place and you see God move in a, in a place that doesn't speak your language and doesn't have your culture, God becomes very real. God becomes very, very real. And we say it all the time, man, you know, we need Africa more than Africa needs us. We, we need Mexico more than Mexico needs us as, as wealthy Americans. The truth of it is, is you have opportunity beyond belief most of the world doesn't know. Um, but we're committed to missions. Um, yeah, for the sake of the gospel, it's one mission. I love that. It's one mission. It's one mission. It's one mission. I love that. And we go, we go because we're connected with one family. But it is amazing how it snaps you out of something. You go on a mission trip and everything can change, but nothing can change. Actually, it gets worse. Your bank account goes down. Your house has mice when you come back. Everything goes weirder and worse, and yet you come back to the States and you are a new person because everything on the inside of you is shaken to the reality of, of God moving. It's amazing what takes place and what is annoying when you get around missions a little bit. It can seem a little heavy because it's so intense and it's so real. And when you go on trips that places they don't have food, they don't have medicine, they don't have and they and then just they, they they have to see God move. And so God moves and then missionaries preach with the simplicity uh, of pray and obey. You know, pray. Say, no, no, you don't understand my problems. As an, as an American living here, I've got like 59,000 problems, and they're like, pray and obey. And you're just annoyed because it's so simple. But what it is, is a faith in God that I might not have at that moment because they don't have medicine, they don't have a job, they don't have something I might have, and my faith might not be in God as much as it is in medicine, my bank account, or my own ability. And so mission just shakes you up to the reality of faith in God and in His Word and the mission and the call and what we're called to do. And we want this family to be filled up with the faith in this room. Man, I'm telling you that God is moving right here right now let God operate 
let God speak, let God pour in as we believe for God to do what only He can do in this place, which is to open up our eyes and say, God, I want to be a part of the plan. God, I want to work. I want to wake up every day. My salvation is by grace. My salvation is by the blood. My salvation is because of the cross. But God, I want to wake up every day thinking about the missionaries in Mexico. We're in Camas, but Christians all over the world wake up every day saying, God, I want the plan. I want to go to work. I want to pray. I want to preach. I want to feed. I want to be a part of the family and the story of redemption. I want to be a part of going to all the world and preach the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the good news. God, fill this room. Fill this room and anoint us to preach the gospel today, today. and tribe and family in Mexico. God, I wasn't even thinking about this island of people, God, who need to know you even more. I didn't wake up this morning thinking about the pastors, Lord, and the, and the islanders and the, and the preachers and the missionaries that are on the front lines of preaching the gospel. But God, today, I want to live a life of keeping them in mind, of keeping the martyrs and the third world and those in need. God, they're my family. They're part of the tribe. They're part of the family of faith. This morning, I commit to pray. I commit to go. I commit to, to go myself. Here I am, Lord. Send me. God, give us some of that missions anointing. Give us some of that passion in the heart of Randy and Louie this morning. Jesus, thank you. Old school missions, prayer and revival. You know, I honestly, I think about Randy. He's just a cool dude that loves the blazers and loves the fish. I'm just a kid from California that's just cool. I had my little skater haircut. So where'd you get the passion? Missions, man. <laughs> and that's what ignited in our hearts. Are you kidding me? When you go to people and you tell them about you, you don't even know what you're doing. You're 16. 
as if I knew the fullness of the revelation of Jesus Christ at 16. But the name of Jesus is so powerful. My first mission trip was to Mexico. And you go down to Mexico and you tell someone about Jesus and demons begin to tremble. And someone comes and gives their life to Jesus. And you, you know, I thought it was me. And I've come to become much wiser in my older age, realizing that it is the name of Jesus that is so powerful. You can go to any nation of the world, tribe or tongue, and say the name of Jesus. And demons tremble and light is shed and the human heart and condition enters into salvation because of Jesus because of Jesus and it's funny man this time last year I was talking to Randy and I was like yeah our, tr- our church is going to Romania and we were trying to plan something for Mexico and Romania was on our heart and it was like hey, let's go to Romania this year and some of you I've, been, I t- I've talked to you before about Romania like yeah we've heard about that mission trip that hasn't happened for years I've heard about Mexico was crazy was this year I just couldn't get a sense through prayer I was like I didn't know COVID was coming my prophets didn't inform me I don't know where you were but no, no joke everybody was prophesying to me about 2021 in J- January February I'm like but what about 2020 you know I'm like oh 20 yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be crystal clear what's gonna happen in 2020 you don't need a prophecy for it you'll be living it anyways it was Brandon man come and, and, and preach we'll be in Romania and here we are with some of our tribe and um, now we just want to sow a seed into Randy and Louie and uh, just believe um, that our church will go we'll send a team down there we'll hang out with them as much as we can multiple teams every year and we've never really gotten to see the the fruition of the missions heart in this church and so we're going to give we're going to pass the buckets Randy and Louie though they're on our app I think one of the coolest things that we need to recognize is tithes build the house. Okay? If you're a tither, if you're not a tither, the biblical idea is that you are returning what is God's. God said, that's holy, that's mine. So you're not giving it, you're returning it to Him. And it builds this faith and trust relationship. Uh, and it builds the house, it builds your, your home that you get fed in. Offerings are above and beyond the tithe. And, and I think everyone, the Bible doesn't say tithes or offerings. It says tithes and offerings. I think everybody ought to give something to some ministry. I'm simply suggesting that this is good soil. And and if you have a check or something to give to them today, awesome. That would be amazing. Also consider and pray about monthly partnering with them. $5, $10. I talk to people all the time, young adults, whoever, you got own money, you've got $5. Start somewhere. And you can put it on a monthly occurrence. You don't have to worry about it. But you are sowing something into the mission field of this family in Mexico. Amen? 20 dollars 40 $50 a month. Just get, just get, get giving somewhere. We're just simply letting you know this opportunity this morning. Amen? Let's just pray about that today. We want to support them. We want to love them. And uh, we're just so excited what God's doing in their life and through them. And... Uh, we're gonna we're just gonna we're gonna sing this one more time. Just want you to pray about that. We're gonna pass the buckets, go on the app. Just one last time. We want really God to seal what he's doing today. I want you to pray about 2021. We're probably gonna send a couple teams. Pray about being on that team. We'll probably send a team down to Mexico. We'll probably go to Romania. Pray about giving, pray about going, pray about praying. Lord, right now we pray over this church, the young people in this
this house need to go on a mission trip. This church is a missional church. God, we're going to go. mission. Some of us need to connect with Randy Louis. Some of us need to connect to Romania. Some of us need to connect with Compassion International. Or some of us need to connect with what Christine Kane is doing. Some of us need to start something or pray about something or give something. Some of us need to buy a book and just read. Some of us need to put a world map up on the wall and begin to pray over it. Some of us need to get up a little early and just begin to pray and begin to intercede over China and begin to intercede over Africa and Japan and the nations and begin to pray over Ecuador and Mexico. And as we begin to intercede, I believe all revivals are preceded by prayer. They are continued by prayer. They're sustained by prayer. They, they are capped by prayer. We sense a season of not just revival in the Northwest, but around the world. God is moving and building and healing and saving. And God's going to use our prayers. Prayer is a mystery, but we believe that there's bowls in heaven and the prayers of the saints go up. The prayers of the saints go up and the bowls are, are, are tipped and they fall to earth and answered prayer. God, we thank you that we can play a role and be a part. We want to be faithful as we journal and as we read and as we keep our brothers and sisters around the world in mind and in prayer and in giving. If you don't know Jesus this morning, just take this moment. Something stir in your heart. He's real. He's the very reason you were created, the very reason you were born. He's the only hope. He's definitely the Savior. He's definitely the giver of life. Just ask Jesus into your life today. Just say, Jesus, I'm lost. I'm in need. I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I need you to come in and save me, to heal me, to touch me, to love me. I lay down my life, and I want you to come into my life and become my life, become my everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, what a, what a great Sunday. Thank you for coming. And uh, if you want some prayer, come on up here. Some of our prayer people will be here. We'll pray with you. Have an incredible week. Come next Sunday. I'm going to finish up on the Butterfly Series. You do not want to miss it. We're going to have an incredible Sunday. We love you so much. If you need some prayer, come on up. If you want to give Randy a, a hug or whatever. 
Come on up. We love you guys.